Hey there, welcome to the Snakebird Podcast. My name's Josh. And I'm Steve. Together we invite you to join us as we explore the mysteries of Scripture, the realm of God, and freedom through Christ. So spread out those wings and slither in place because this is Snakebird. Hey, welcome Snakebirds to a brand new episode of the podcast. Today we are discussing vital and practical information that every Christian, especially new believers, needs to know as they begin their journey of faith. Yeah, this is going to be a good one, guys. And before we jump in, I do want to point out that we're very aware that not all Christians have the same circumstances when being reborn, which is what we're going to talk about, keys for a new believer, Um, just the steps that you'll be coming to and whatnot. And I want to point this out because some of the things we'll be talking about are going to be heavily influenced by our Western way of life, because Josh and I live in the United States, where things are very different than other parts of the world. Uh, For example, if you're reborn and embrace Christianity in China, Russia, or Middle Eastern countries, then your commitment will have much different ramifications than those who are born in the United States. Because in some cases, you might have to instantly be separated from your families, hide for your life, or even risk the lives of your children. And the journey for that believer will instantly take a path that we cannot possibly fathom here in the States. So, while all believers will share the joys of salvation in the same way, we do understand that not all of us will have the same path moving forward. And I say all of this because Josh and I can see the locations of some of you guys out there, and we understand that you might be dealing with a, a different level of this commitment than we are. So just bear with us as we do our best to navigate this in the areas where we believe are universal truths no matter what your circumstances are. I just really felt the need to mention that, being that there's several countries that listen to this podcast. Sure, yeah. I I totally agree with you. And I was thinking that new believer speaks to a whole new way of life. It's like embracing Mm -hmm. (laughs) a complete change. And, And it's called a Christian walk for a reason. And so none of this happens overnight. It takes years decades, even lifetimes to fully embrace. Mm -hmm. What our goal is in this podcast is to share what wisdom we've gleaned and to pass that along to help newer Christians, newer believers advance in their faith. And uh, this is a topic that we've wanted to speak into for a while now and to make sure that we've recorded um, something as a resource for anyone that needs this uh, from time to time. Our hope is also that this episode can be used as a tool to assist someone who has recently accepted Jesus into their heart, almost like a, what do I do now? Uh, next steps tool. Yeah. There's always that you jump into something and it's like, now what? Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. the, do- the dog that finally catches the car. <laughs> and it's, what do I do now? <laughs> Just sitting there gnawing <laughs> on the, on the yeah. bumper. So yeah. we need, uh, sometimes we need a little, um, just, just someone to show us uh, some things to expect, some things to, to do, and, and what this life means. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, of course you had the faith and you, you made that jump, but here just, uh, this episode is going to show you some things um, that are going to be, as Josh said, good resource for you. Yeah, and I think it's neat because we both kind of went to our separate study corners mm-hmm. and I came back, I believe, with some really practical things. And then you came back with some really um, neat like ways of thinking, like some understandings, yeah. maybe um, looking at it what happens a few months down the road, things like that. Yeah, that's true. We're going to go over a lot of different things. Um, Practices that you should should, uh, get used to to practicing. (laughs) Um, Some understandings that you should really base your walk on from here on out. And then some things that might take you off guard later on down the road that you're just like, hey, I I didn't realize that this was a part of it or, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's just some of those things that we want to go over for new believers. Yeah, all keys. Crucial, we would say. (laughs) 
Crucial Keys. <laughs> we were thinking about the title of like Crucial Keys. That's like rural juror. <laughs> <laughs> it, it works. Yeah. All right, Josh. So I'm going to jump into the key understandings every believer should cling to right off the bat. So the Bible is so rich with amazing truths. Every one of us are going to be learning new depths of God's word for the rest of our lives. But there are some essential beliefs that every believer needs to take hold of and never let go right from the get-go. And I'm assuming that if you're a new believer, you've already accepted uh, the fact that God, through Jesus' death on the cross, has paid the price for your sins, at which point you've repented, believed, and you're taking those next steps. So if you have questions about any of that, just please reach out to us or visit our Know God portion of the website. But if you are newly saved, then there are some crucial truths that are very important. And number one would be, if you've been saved, then you are secure in Christ, regardless of your background or sins. Mm -hmm. John 10, 27 through 28 says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Also, Psalm 103.12 says, He has removed our sins as far as the east is from the west. And this is so important for a new believer because Satan loves to pick off those who are new in the faith by getting them to doubt God's promise of salvation. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one that you got to chisel in stone from the get-go. If you've been saved... Jesus has got you. He's not going to let you go. You are secure in Christ. Blessed assurance. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's number one. Um, Number two is that you are now an ambassador. Uh, I know Josh and I have talked about this before, but 2 Corinthians 5.20 says, We are therefore Christ's ambassadors, as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. So to be an ambassador is a very big deal. Second um, Corinthians chapter 5 has some very vital descriptions of what happens through becoming this new creation and in turn an ambassador. And this basically means that you are representing God himself now. And while that is mind-blowingly amazing, it's also very sobering because you hold a responsibility as a believer to represent right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, God even touched on this concept in the Ten Commandments when he said, Do not take my name in vain. That commandment isn't simply saying, Oh my God, in a disrespectful way. To take God's name in vain is to claim the title of belonging to God while purposely misrepresenting him. And this is an offense that can separate you from God. Sin separates us from God, especially when we're misrepresenting Him. And so to be an ambassador of God is not only a very humbling and honorable title, but it's also something to be very reverent of. So, new believer, remember that you are now an ambassador. Mm-hmm. And hey, you still got that old you. That's that's um, You're going to have to deal with some of the stuff involved with that, but uh, you're, you're by no means being... Uh, expected to be perfect at this yeah. point. So I don't want to misrepresent that either. Yeah. Um, but anyway, you want to add anything to that, Josh? Yeah, I just, I love that um, picture of dual citizenship or now your citizenship is in heaven. And when you get there, you, you turn around right then and you have a job and you're, <laughs> you're an ambassador. You're basically living for the statutes of that country and, and inviting people in. Yeah. And you turn around and you say, hey, now I, I belong to this heavenly country, as the Bible says, and you're... Um, 
representative of the king. Like you said, you're representing God. Yeah. So I, I think that that picture in the Bible is so powerful. And I, I like that key understanding that new believers need to have that in mind. Yeah. And if you think about, you know, we're the light of the world, embassies are placed in another country with different people all around them. Mm-hmm. So that's, yeah, very good. Okay. Um, number three is you have power now. And one of the things we learned in episode five is that we receive spiritual gifts as believers, and these spiritual gifts are fueled by the power of God. And it's important to know that the power we get as believers is not uh, cookie cutter. They have to be exercised like muscles and cultivated as your spirit deepens with God's. Second uh, Timothy one seven says, "For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline." Ephesians three twenty says. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. So, Christian, know that you're secure in Christ and that you're an ambassador representing God and that you now have power that you never had access to before. Um, I do want to say that this was not an exhaustive list by any means, but there are some things that make up our foundation as believers. Um, And I do, we're going to get into some practices too, but those are three things that really stood out to me looking back on younger Steve. And when I was first a Christian, I wish I had understood those three things a little more than I, than I did. Yeah. So I, that's just something from my heart. And obviously, if, if you have anything to add to that, Josh. Oh, no, I think that's fantastic, especially the first one talking about um, the blessed assurance, the fact that, you know, so many people have that, am I, aren't I, especially yeah. as new believers and old believers struggle with sin, Yeah, you know, and you, and you fall short and then you're like, well, I'm out. <laughs> and then you, yeah. you repent and you're like, well, I'm back in. And it, I love that assurance of saying, no one can snatch you from my father's hand. Yes. You're, you're in Christ. Yeah. That's straight out of God's word, guys. We're going to get into this here a little bit later too, about there's going to be things you hear and that you've heard about God's word. And then there's God's word. Mm-hmm. And so those are some things you can stand on that are just, they're in God's word. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, um, do you want to go ahead and move on to the crucial keys? I, I have a few. Yeah. <laughs> Ten. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see how far we get. Um, number one, right off the bat, and this is definitely the top number one, is read the word. Mm-hmm. Get get a Bible that you can understand um, get a translation that really gels with you. Uh, we definitely recommend translations like the New King James or maybe New Living. Um, New American Standard is one that's really good, right, Stephen? Yeah. Uh, NIV. Yep. Uh, New International Version. Whatever it is, get it uh, where you can understand it and where um, get a Bible that you can make notes in, you can highlight, you can underline, something that you can grow with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. You want to be able to to pick that thing up. You know, there's some people that they just, the minute they hear these and thous, uh-huh. just turns them off. So, yeah. so that's a good thing you mentioned because you want to be able to understand um, the Bible in, in, in a way that, that makes sense. Yes. So, and, and to some people that sounds weird, like, oh, what does that mean? There's different, you know, yeah. it, it's not, you know, can the Bible be trusted? We had this episode, mm-hmm. so yeah. don't let that scare you off. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Reading the, God's Word, I mean, 
it's a must. Yes. Yeah. And that's the quickest way to grow in your faith and your relationship with God is to get to know him. Yeah. And the best way to get to know him is to read his word, or if you will, his love letter to us, his plan of salvation. I mean, I know it's 66 books and you look at it and it's very intimidating and, you know, no one expects you, especially as a new believer to have read the whole thing within the first three weeks of of (laughs) accepting Jesus, because there are going to be parts that do not make any sense whatsoever at this point. That's true. But as you dive in and you start to get to know God, then things are going to open up and you're going to be like, oh, I I find understanding. Um, One of the places that we suggest starting is in the Gospel of John, Mm -hmm. Um, because there's four Gospels and Matthew, Mark and Luke are very synoptic, they say. They're very similar. And John really gives a different bird's eye view of Jesus's um, life and and the way that John said, hey, I want to write this because he was answering a group of critics who were uh, bringing accusations or bringing uh, different forms of thought into that day and age. And so he said, I need to write uh, my perspective down. And he really presents Jesus in a very, very interesting way. Yeah. Now that's the gospel of John is a a fantastic place to start because I've heard a lot of people say that, um, and that's intimidating, like you said, because you see this whole big book of the Bible. The most important part of the Bible is the gospel, mm-hmm. because, I mean, that's what everything is centered around. Yes. Old Testament looks forward to it, you know, everything. Yeah. So. yeah. And I also want to suggest that if you can, find someone that you trust that can help you with the questions that you encounter. Yeah. Somebody that you know is not going to lead you the wrong direction, who you can write down your question or you can text it to them, whatever it is, because there's going to be a brother or sister who can say, hey, this is what this means. And, you know, or says, wait, let me check. (laughs) Let me find out for, you know. And, you know, I'm just going to go out on a limb here and just say, because we don't know how you came to know Christ. Uh, you might not know any brother or sister, period. And so your your first thing is, well, I just go find a random church. Yeah. So I would I would add that uh, maybe you don't have a connection with the people that led you to Christ. Uh, maybe that's not possible. Mm-hmm. I would be in prayer, which we're going to go over prayer too yeah. here in a bit, but be in prayer and seek God in his word on who he can lead you to to get that done. Yeah. Because... Um, there are some there are some some bad teachings out yeah. there, and, and it's just it, it's not one of those things that you just kind of roll the dice and you head over there, and you're not going to know that if you're a new believer. Yeah. So it's important that you that you pray about this, and and God will lead you, even if He leads you through some some bad stuff to get to there. He'll He'll do that. Well, I'm I'm going to go ahead and jump to the end of what I was going to say at the very end of this episode. Oh, okay. If only we had a community of believers that were connected through some sort of podcast and email and <laughs> yeah. Facebook where you could reach out and ask questions as well. Yes. So, um, yeah, obviously <laughs> reach out to us and we, hey, I, I'm telling you, we will research if you tell us where you're at. Um, we'll research and try to help you find that group of local, because mm-hmm. obviously we're we're connected to you um, over email and website and all that kind of thing. Yeah. But if we're not, if we don't live anywhere near you, yeah. we'll help you find um, someone who can help you do that locally. Yeah. But if you if you have absolutely no access to anyone local and you say, hey, I want trusted answers, yes, 
uh, we would love to be a resource for you. Yeah. And so that was a gross oversight on my part. <laughs> no, I just <laughs> no. I'm... Snakebird is more than a podcast. It's a community. That's it, what we want it to be. It really is. That's so, true. Yeah, that's hilarious. And just one more thing I would add to to God's word is you know reading God's word on a daily basis will keep us sharp and aware of what God has done, what God is doing. And we're not going to lose focus if God's Word is at the forefront of our minds. Yeah. So it's very important to develop a routine of reading our Bibles on a daily basis. And as you grow in that discipline, you're going to notice in a big way that your knowledge and understanding of God's deepest mysteries are constantly being fine-tuned through that miraculous collection of books. Mm-hmm. And don't be surprised when you read a passage and it speaks something to you from that on one day, and then you read that same passage another day, and it speaks something else. Because the Bible says that God's Word is living and powerful. And uh, so it's just, it's kind of one of those neat things. I I remember being at a church where uh, the pastor said, show me your sword. And we were like, what? And he's like, he's holding up his Bible. And he's like, I want everybody in this room to hold up their Bible. And, And the emphasis was that he wanted to make sure that his congregation knew their Bibles and brought their Bibles to church for that purpose of saying, I know where it is in my Bible. I'm very familiar with this book that God has gifted us. And and I know there's a lot of people out there that use a digital form of the Bible, um, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But if you can have a physical copy that you're actually making notes in um, to use in maybe in conjunction with the digital version, then I think that's good. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more. Yeah, so, okay, that's number one. Number two, uh, we just talked about this, Stephen just mentioned it, is get plugged in. Mm -hmm. Uh, You want to find a good Bible teaching church in which you can connect and then you can also grow into. Yeah, that's super, super important. Yeah. And I I mean, we're going to go over it right here, but I touch on this a little bit later too on uh, not not quite as direct as we are here. Okay. Yeah, it's so important. Yeah, Hebrews 10, 24 says, And let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as is the manner of some, but exhorting one another and so much more as the day approaches. And so there's so many benefits to connecting with a local church, especially one that's teaching the Bible, because from it, you're going to get uh, typically discipleship. Yeah, You're going to find someone that can pour into you or maybe a next steps class or a new believers class. Uh, then you're going to find fellowship because a lot of times maybe new believers don't have friends that they're like, well, all my friends think I I just grew a third eye in the middle of my forehead because now I'm like acting all spiritual or or I've had this experience and I don't know how to relate to any of them. And uh, and a lot of times at a church, you'll be able to find like-minded people who can say, hey, I've been through this and I can come alongside you and, and walk with you in this journey. Yeah. Uh, you're also going to find not only fellowship, but you're going to find uh, possibility of friendship. And then you might also find accountability. And we'll talk about that here uh, more as we get to more of these crucial keys. But you're also going to be actively being the body of Christ, where Jesus says, I'm the head. And then uh, the rest of the church is the body parts, the yeah. hands, the feet, the eyes, the ears, the mouth, all of those things. 
Yeah, that's true. And and there's so many scriptures that speak to the the importance of being plugged in. Mm-hmm. Uh, you will know them by their love for one another. Yes, that's, Jesus said that about how the world will recognize a Christian by how they love their brothers and sisters. Yeah, there's other scriptures that talk about loving the world too, but that one, it you got to be plugged in for that one. Yes, because to talk about the dangers of not connecting, um, well, first and foremost, you might get pulled away. Yeah. It's a lot easier to pull someone down than it is to pick someone up. Um, another thing is sometimes uh, I've noticed a lot with someone that's not connected to a body, there starts to be a, maybe a thread of a little bit off doctrine that can happen. And that is just, it's a danger of, of not being connected. Yeah, And then uh, you're also um, not necessarily having those opportunities to serve. So you can become, like the Bible says, the Dead Sea, which is just uh, a, a saltwater sea that just has an inflow. It has no outgo. And so if all, it, all that ever happens is just being filled and you never actually have that release of being able to serve, then a lot of times you're not actually doing what Jesus told you to do and, and commanded us to do um, by not following God's instruction of of being out and serving one another in love. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, just to keep this current, I don't know exactly what's going to be going on the week that this airs, <laughs> yeah. but hey, we understand that a lot of churches aren't even having services yeah, right now. True. There's a lot online. And uh, church doesn't look quite like it did this time last year. Yeah. So you might have to really, um, obviously, be in, in prayer and in seeking what God wants you to do. But there are still ways, as of now, that people are able to get plugged in personally and serve. You know, obviously, the whole social distance thing. But so, some churches are doing it more than others. But there, there is an avenue um, somewhere where you can get plugged in personally. Uh, like I said, this week. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but and we do we do realize that we want to, and hopefully after it's all blown over, uh, that's when you can really plug in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, when uh, people just show up in droves again. Yeah, it's it's strange times. We get that too. Yeah, and and I just want to mention a good church, a Bible teaching church should be so many things. Um, it should be a hospital. It should be a huddle. It should be a training center. It should be an armament place where you feel like you're getting built up and you're getting the spiritual weapons kind of sharpened to not like to go out and battle with the world. But the Bible says that we battle again, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and spiritual powers. And so um, you also want to find a church that is like an oasis to where if you're walking and you feel so dry that when you get there, you're just like, man, I am showered in God's love uh, because we are stronger together. And, and I appreciate what Stephen just said. I know that right now going to church doesn't look this year, anything like it did last year. And so we just, we have to persevere and maybe this is a good time to kind of try a few different churches, especially if you have just that online um, ability to go and see what some are offering through streaming. And, yeah. you know, it's going to be a, a bit of a challenge, but we we really do know that there are several out there that are doing this well that we can connect to. In a way, for a new believer, this could be a huge blessing because part of the... the um it's intimidating walking into a new building where people mm-hmm. physically see a new person. They're yeah. like, he's new. Well, <laughs> you don't have to deal with that right now. No. You literally have the ability to shop on. I, terrible analogy <laughs> example. You literally have the ability to to be 
at these online churches and see their doctrine, see their uh, if they're doing these things Josh just talked about. Mm-hmm. And so that's this is a great time for you to do that in in several different churches. Yeah, and you can be looking for that. that could be a huge blessing. Yeah, right now. listen to the teaching, see if there's any hidden motives, see if they're just like all about giving. Yeah, you know, <laughs> see if they're that church that you never became a Christian because of. Exactly. You know what I yeah. mean? So yeah, and we're not dissing anybody. No, but, of course not. Yeah, but we we. We've all been there. Well, well, yeah, and you want to be on the lookout because that's not the kind of church you want to get plugged into. So Exactly. Yeah. So, okay, read your word, get plugged in. Number three, get baptized, uh, both water and spirit. And we'll go into that. But Matthew 28, 19 says, Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so we believe that baptism is a biblical directive. It's an outward sign of an inward change. And what's so neat is that you have the opportunity through baptism to show people that, hey, I have embraced this this new life. The old has passed away. The the implication is that um, when you're uh, put under the water, that your old life is buried in that. And then when you're raised up, your new life has begun. And so um, even though you're saved uh, when you receive Jesus into your heart, this is just a critical next step. And we believe that it's something that God has directed us to do. Yeah, it's it's a it's a big landmark for any Christian. It's one of those next steps that, yeah. that every Christian goes through. And it means a whole lot. It's like a ceremony for a marriage. It's like, you know, it's just stamping it on the map of your life for Christ. It's a really cool thing. It's yeah. something, something to do in your next steps. Yes. And then I said, uh, baptize water and spirit. We also believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And some churches teach that that only happens when you start speaking in tongues. And we've talked about this, um, both with spiritual gifts. And then we also talked about making waves. So there's previous episodes where we've addressed both of these, but we believe that the baptism of the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit coming upon you, mm-hmm. uh, in a powerful way. Like Stephen said earlier, you now have power and it's going to manifest itself in different spiritual gifts, whether it's discernment, whether it's the gift of helps, whether it's like physically the gift of healing, whatever it might be, uh, that only happens because the Holy Spirit inside and upon you. It's not just like you're not like a superhero now naturally. It it has to be a a supernatural work of God in your life. That's true. And, And this is another one that's so deep mm-hmm. and I, I touch on it a little bit more too and here in a little bit perfect but it's uh that that's a, a great point great to point out awesome okay so number four is become a disciple and learn to pray and what this means is we want to embrace our new role as a believer and learn and grow in these things because there's a lot of essentials and growth is a huge part of our faith. Um, We want to progress. And what that means is maybe find some new believer Bible study resources, maybe um, ask at your church or ask online or send us a text or an email or uh, connect with us on Facebook asking for beginner studies because there's a lot of different resources out there that can teach you some of the essentials and the basics and can instruct you on how to pray, can instruct you on how to learn about some of these things so you don't feel like such a novice and you're like, I don't know what, you know, I don't know how to make heads or tails of this. Yeah, no, that's true. That's reading your Bible and praying can be one of those things that somebody 
they've heard Christians do those things their whole lives, but now it's come time that they're a Christian and they're like, how do you even do this? Yeah. So, and prayer, that's a big one that landed on my plate too in my uh, study corner. And do you, are you cool if I go into Please, that, Josh? Yeah. So um, this one hit me hard because it's such an important one. Uh, prayer is something I believe that's it's kind of misunderstood today. But it's a means of communication with the creator of the universe. Um, it's not a traditional sacrament. It's not something we mark off the checklist before eating or sleeping. And it's not a wish list to keep constantly updating. <laughs> it's a deep avenue of communication where we enter the throne room of God. Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. And we should have a deep reverence for the gift of prayer. And you might, like we just said, be a new believer has no idea how to even pray. And if that's you, then I say you're already off to a good start because you're going to be able to develop your prayer life in a very personal way without too much previous ideas of what prayer is. And one of the best ways to get started is um, just go somewhere alone. Tune out all the voices, all the distractions, all of the thoughts that take up so much of your time already. Two words, airplane mode. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For sure do airplane mode. And um, start talking to God. You can pray out loud. You can pray in your mind. But talk to God as if you're talking to a friend sitting right next to you. Confide in Him with gratitude for what He's done for you. Speak to Him about the things that are on your mind, your concerns, all of that. And that's, that's not hard to do because you, you've done that with people. And so find a place alone and do that. Do that with God. And uh, if you make this a habit, then you're going to start to hear back from Him in different ways. It'll surprise you, actually. Um, you're going to be very surprised to, to find that coincidences start happening when you take your prayer life seriously. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you just if you start praying, then God, He's going to help cultivate your prayer life from there. And uh, one more thing, don't forget to thank God through prayer as He starts to reach back out to you in this process. Mm -hmm. Because it's it's not just a gimme 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 type of deal. Yeah. Um. And, and you'll you'll learn that as he starts speaking back to you through the next day's events, through <laughs> uh, divine appointments, through it'll it will surprise you. So yeah. you don't have to know how to do it. Just start just start doing it. Well, God is the Alpha to Omega or the A to Z. He's not Amazon. <laughs> so, you know, you don't want to treat him like your Amazon wish list. It's, yeah. it's so neat because a lot of times you wonder what prayer is for. And it really is connecting our hearts with God's. And a lot of times what it means is instead of just changing the circumstances, sometimes it changes us to then be able to live in our circumstances and and it more aligns our hearts to God in terms of what he wants for us and there's that misunderstood verse that says trust in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart yeah and uh <laughs> you know the desires of your heart may be from him saying to live with less or to um to find confidence in him or to find that you are able to um, withstand a trial or that you have enough, whatever those kind of things might be. That's what prayer does. And and it's going to feel awkward at first, especially if you've never prayed out loud or prayed yeah. internally before. You're just going to be like, I'm just talking into the void. But the neat thing is that God knows our hearts and he hears every single word we say. And he loves us and he wants to hear us talk to him. He wants to communicate with us. Yeah. It's very true and hard to describe sometimes, even for us to you, because it's something that's so personal between you and him. Yeah. So all, all you can do is, is get started in it. Yeah. 
So, okay, we've reached five of our crucial keys, and I know we still have five to go, and I feel like this is probably a good stopping point right here to let uh, our listeners chew on these uh, first five and then those three understandings that you presented right off the bat. And so why don't we take a break and uh, shut things down, and then we'll come back with part two next week of these crucial keys for new believers. And while we're on the topic um, of saying that we are this community called Snakebird, if you are listening and you need some help, if you're like, I'm a brand new believer and I don't know any of this stuff, then reach out to us because not only do Stephen and I want to minister to you or or come alongside you and, and help you along. Uh, We also believe that our community of Snakebird wants to do that as well. And so reach out on Facebook, send us a Facebook message, send us an email at connectedbeatsnakebird.com. Send a smoke signal, hire a plane rider, (laughs) a sky rider, whatever it might be, uh, because we just want to... we're, that's what we're here for. We're not here just to talk into mics and then yeah. put it out on the internet. We're here to be part of this community. No, you're absolutely right, Josh. And you know, the other day you talk about it being a community. There's a guy from work. I didn't even know, listen to the podcast. He heard through the grapevine, I guess yeah. that I had one. And uh, on his way out the door, he's like, catch you later, snake bird. And oh. I was like, Oh snap. That's <laughs> like, he, that's awesome. He, yeah. He's part of the group, you know? Oh. And, and since then we've kind of talked about it and stuff, but you're right. It's a community. And, yeah. um, and we love to hear y'all's feedback. And maybe you're just like, man, y'all didn't explain that one very good. I need help. Mm. You know, reach out to us. We'd love to to elaborate or, or just walk you through something completely uh, different that's on your heart. So yes, it's please. your feedback that can help steer us in what we speak about or, or how we respond to you. Yeah, your feedback turns into episodes. Yes, so, for sure. Well, obviously, we'll leave your name out. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we want to call out John Smith. Yeah, John Smith from Duluth. Yeah. <laughs> he has this terrible sin problem that we're going to discuss today. We're oh not going to. We're not going to do any of that. We've got a. <laughs> enough awesome. of our own yeah yeah so yeah reach out to us guys and we're we're very glad that you're with us today and and hang tight for this next one because it, it gets uh, it gets deep from here yes we're looking forward to yeah it. so always remember whatever you do wherever you go no matter what life throws at you there's never been a better time to follow the words of jesus especially when you're a new believer and, and be a snake bird, bird.